my nigga. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show. And we have a special non-certified guest today. Non- non-verified guest? Non-verified guest. <laughs> no blue check mark. <laughs> no blue check mark, none. It is our okay. first. But no, uh, all jokes aside, we have my and Jeremy's friend Jameson here with us just to bring another person into the conversation. What's going on, everybody? We don't even have a topic for this episode, so enjoy this conversation that kind of starts to unfold as we go. We're freestyling. Oh, yeah. You don't freestyle. I don't freestyle. I can't freestyle. I can't freestyle either. I done tried and I didn't try Cody can freestyle. Cody can kind of freestyle. Actually, you know what? Better than I can. You know what? That's, that's fair. <laughs> Honestly, I've actually heard men's drop a couple dope pieces, and I was like, oh, G heavy. Get him. Oh, okay. okay. G heavy. G heavy, baby. I don't drink, but I have to be intoxicated to spit. I just, I, just, I, I have to. That's fair. And that's, it loosens up my throat. I can fucking rap stupid shit. Dude, it's just I, you know easy. I can't freestyle yeah. for all. I, that's fair. I tried to do that shit high. I don't. I don't know how rappers be like rapping high. Just living the life, man. My brain. Well, goes some stupid. people, man, like some people, like my uh, crazy ass fucking brother. You know what time it is? <laughs> he fucking uh, he smokes weed and acts fucking crazy. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. No, I don't. I don't know what it is, bro. But uh, props to. To anybody that can spit some serious bars while like baking up, because like, I'm my ass. Like I hit the floor. Oh my bad, baby. I'm not sure if we mentioned, but Jameson did the uh, intro music. I did. And uh, I'm so sorry, it's trash. <laughs> I got the, some. Uh, uh, Jameson was producer. put on the intro music so he would be inspired to actually start making more beats. As a matter of fact, yeah, I've been uh enjoying fun employment a little too much so i decided to jump back on the beats hit that's the, hit good the that's good hit the embassy a little harder so what you, who are some of your influences like who are your favorite producers oh um primo primo yeah. DJ Premier, most definitely really big influence primo's touched just about everything uh and that's that's what like gets me about him as an artist i think the the a lot of producers have been able to do the thing Primo has done, especially on the, the most recent record, which was like mix a dead friend, you know, mix a de- like a dead, like another like artist posthumous. However, yeah, with Guru passing and yeah. compiling all that together but and making an album. Nobody which he did a really did good it. job at. Yeah, nobody did it with the same kind of heart that Primo put into that. Was it cut you know? and paste that he had to put it together? Yeah. Yeah. There was That's fucking dope. I read some article about it and how it was really hard to go and listen to all that stuff while he was putting it together. Just about how he missed Guru and yeah, that shit wish he was there. But like, and then he had Guru's kid on there on Mm -hmm. a track and in one of the videos and Spice Adams in a video. Yeah, yeah, which was hilarious. Shout out Spice Adams. He did a really good job though. Like. It didn't sound like a posthumous album. You wouldn't know if you didn't know going into it. Right, and that's what, there's a level of pain that that man had to put himself through to, to make that record. I remember reading something about him, like like having verbal arguments with nobody around besides the, the guru B-side, just arguing with him on tape yep. about like old shit or like, like breaking down and like, you know, having Damn. a hard time over it you know that's that's real you know yeah, that man, was like his art. best friend they've been working together for so long that it was that's he's definitely like anytime i think about pain or think about the people i keep around with me nowadays um diamonds family and loyalty like that's that's the record that goes through my head every single time just because it's like that that shit hit me hard I haven't played that in a while. Like a major, your major influence on you is what you're saying. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I've been listening to to Premiere for a minute, um, but that that record hit like, which is crazy because it's now like such a later record, but that one hit me. I think the hardest. I think a record could because it it showed like through time what it means to be a day one 
to one of your people, what it means, like what, what like that family means. That's definitely one of them. Uh, I would say like a, a different influence. This one's really interesting and kind of weird, uh, but Diplo. Uh, Diplo, he's uh, the producer of uh, Major Laser. Oh. Yeah. I knew I knew the name. I just yeah, couldn't know. think of what he did. Yeah, uh, he's he's also like, you know, been like a solo artist for like years and his instrumentals and his tracks stand like the test of time every time, like every time. He's he's such a good producer and he's done so many different tracks in hip hop that nobody knows about, like working with Beyonce and shit. Like he's he's like definitely up there. And a lot of the time, like you'll see him on Insta, just like new boot goofing around, just fucking around and shit. And he's just funny as hell. But still pulls this funny looking white boy. Yeah, 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 the one that Diplo looks British. I've uh, if you could look British, Diplo looks. British. Yeah, he, I would say I have a picture of him in front of me. Now I've never heard of him, so I wanted to check it out. Mm. And uh, and it's crazy. He's born in like '78. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Premier's born in like '66. I'm not saying they're old, but no, no, they're, it's they're, like. Nah, but Premier's in his fifties. Yeah, uh, you think. You think it'd be like some somebody born in like two thousand, two thousand one that's like eighteen, twenty years old trying, you know, hungry for some mm-hmm. shit like you, you know? But then I'm not young though. <laughs> how old are you? I'm twenty nine. You you young, you younger than <laughs> You below thirty, you can still be trusted. <laughs> Word. I'll take that. I'll take that. Diplo will be what, forty four? November November tenth. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really kinda old to start to I guess now. No, he's, he's, not he's been, that fucking he's been old. doing this shit for no, a long time. No, I know, time. but Griselda, most of those guys were in their late 30s or almost 40s and when they really blew up. So well, what I guess it tells it's not me is you got to put in a lot of fucking work yeah. before you blow up. But, like, Griselda kind of came, I guess Griselda guys have been, like, have had portfolio. And it seemed just like they were doing some shit, like, out of nowhere, just everybody noticed at once. At least everybody that's not in New York, like, just kind of was like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers are here. Like, I remember, like, like rolling around in that three, like, Ryan's 300, and he's just like, yo, you heard this new Griselda shit? And I was like, nah. And he just puts on some Conway, and I'm like, who is this nigga, bro? <laughs> who is this Conway man? the machine is the shit. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, dude's, dude's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um... No, I think, uh, but on the, on the on the topic of of producers, I would say another one of my favorites, uh, Kanye, Kanye. Like uh, I think, one of my all time favorites when it comes to produ- his production style. Just can't, like in in my mind, a, a lot of I, I say I say this like it's all in the boots. It's all in the boots. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Fuck them boots. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid boots. <laughs> Which boots are you talking about? The like big the, black ones oh, that the, he wears all the time. Oh, like the the the, the, the yeah. rubber boots. Yeah. The remember the boots on SpongeBob? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what yeah, I think of every time. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. production, like the, the the chopping, the chopping. Like, there's so many uh, MCs, like or not MCs, but producers that like when I saw them chopping, I remember being in trouble in school because I sold weed at school. Right. And I got, like, kicked out of school temporarily. And, like, my folks, like, did me dirty. (laughs) Like, I mean, they were doing the parent thing, but, like, they put me basically on house arrest. And, uh, but I remember, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was important. That's important. Yeah, I'm not, don't get it twisted. I ain't (laughs) mad at my folks for that. Shout out, Mom and Dad. Love you. But one of the things that was, like, I think pivotal to, like, me wanting to produce was like having like a couple hours a day on the computer. And I remember the first track that I heard that made my brain do the, do the fucking serotonin release the like the immediately was like, how did this, how, how, how did he make this was um, Kanye West production on commons go. Like that was absolute. And on the counter through go like that, that shit just, ran in my head in that like beautiful like lounge pianos with like the 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 uppity drums and like the uppity kicks and snares and shit and just like a couple scratches and just Kanye running on the hook and it was like just a a track that was like so like intimate because you know common does common sense does a lot of those intimate tracks so like hearing that production like just 
over and over. I just had to. So like this is like when a lot of videos on YouTube, you know, you got Vivo, you got mad ads on YouTube. So it was like difficult to find some tracks. But like I remember finding the MP3 for it and just like listening to it back to back to back to back. But another producer would be uh, High Tech. No, but with fucking Kanye, now that shit's like real like poppy and smooth and like high fucking quality, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not yeah. like dirty like your like our like, like our grimy. fucking intro is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that shit. Like yeah. I just. Or like RZA's, you know, dirty style. Uh, speaking of, yeah, RZA, you know? like RZA, like I remember. Before I was, we jump into yeah, RZA, yeah. though, what Kanye era is your favorite as far as production mm. within his own music, though, mm. not Jay Z stuff or no, Common or that's anybody fair. else? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna easily say, and a lot of people might not fuck with it. It might be a hot take, but uh, my my favorite like. St. Pablo album, a uh, little bit of the graduation. Graduation was like had some really fucking solid tracks on it, but honestly, I think my favorite Kanye tracks come from my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I like College Dropout, but College Dropout. I mean, don't get it twisted. Those soul samples were, mm, yeah. Mm. But my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy had its moments too. I only know College Dropout, like straight up, honestly. My Dark Twisted Fantasy came down the road, which I actually didn't really listen to it until a couple years ago, so I was late to get to it late as to well. The game, but yeah. It is what it is. I, think just, it's, I don't I don't know anything else. I never I think it, it was the, just the synth lines in there, like on on tracks like um Hell of a Night are just like in we your had face. like an Iron Butterfly sample in there oh, where it's sampled twenty first century schizoid man. Yeah, he's and just like his uh, his antics, I guess, kind of. His antics overshadow a lot of things. Yeah, and, it, um, and it's sad. And it's. And he makes terrible shoes. Agreed. I just saw the like one time he are fucking the ugliest fucking things I've ever <laughs> seen in my off life. This homeless kid on Skid Row's like <laughs> jacket design, and this was some years ago, but yeah. it was like, really, dude, you gotta yeah, steal this kid's shit. You don't not, get to the you know, top without throw. stepping on some right. eggs. I mean, you got to step on some eggs, but you would have thrown the motherfucker like five grand or something. Whatever That's you fair. got on you. That's fair. Good I don't know. Anyway. Maybe he just had a pair of ugly-ass shoes on him. I can't. I don't like those things either, <laughs> man. Like Swiss cheese alien oh, no, I like wave. The, I like the, the like Yeezy season one was like the pinnacle for me. I was like when when they were dropping like... The comp, like the loungewear and shit, the the athlete like it wasn't athleisure, but it was just like just super comfy shit. We're still chasing Jordans, son. Oh yeah, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I ain't got my Jordans on right now because I'm working. But all right, let's go back to music. This ain't a shoe podcast. <laughs> and that's the next one, the sneakerhead podcast. <laughs> um, all right, so you were about to get into RZA. Yeah. Or actually, you were about to get into high tech. High tech, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that music video for In This World, um, their uh, Reflections Eternal, Eternal Record. Um, And that's when I first saw an NPC. That was the first time I actually laid eyes on an NPC. He had a NPC 2000 XL. And that thing, like when I saw it and just seeing him hammer on the, the pads and shit, that's what I was like. I'm in love, like just like not, not knowing what the device was, and like growing up, growing up, I was like really fucking sheltered because I was raised in a cult. But we won't go into that. Uh, that was. How can you say some shit like that and not say <laughs> we're not going to get into that? Because <laughs> the podcast is about music; it's not about right. me. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, growing up, really sheltered and everything. It was right, like okay. Uh, not really knowing sometimes what to look for um, when when trying to find like a piece of music or like a piece of gear because um, nowadays I'm I'm a I'm a motherfucking gearhead right like I love like synthesizers I love mixers I love drum machines um, and not even just MPCs but a lot of other gear I have I've owned about nine different groove boxes drum machines synthesizers like which is like not a lot in the grand scheme of things because you see some you know producers and they'll have like 
you know, six or seven different, like, 30-plus key keywords. But it seems like everybody always has that one or two things that they that's, like, their go-to shit, mm. even if they have all that other stuff. It seems like a Dilla, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just has, like, that couple of fucking items. Oh, man, that was... Pieces of gear, rather. Dilla was still doing stuff on an MPC-60, though, for yeah, like a really Dilla long was time. Old was shit. it a 60 or was it a 62? Probably both, honestly, yeah, but like, I, I just remember a few of his beat tapes had the MPC-60 on it, and then I know, like, when he was dying, he had his mom bring him his MPC into the hospital, into the hospital so, so, he so he could finish up the album thing. he was working on. Yeah. That's dedication, honestly. Um, but I mean, also, if you're sitting there in a hospital, that's, I know that's what I would want to do. You know, like. MPC 3000 was his shit. MPC 3000, yeah. yeah. I, know was, he, I know he made, like, a lot of shit on the 60. Yeah, so he the did. 3000 must have been what his mom brought to him. Yeah, that's what. Uh, she had to, like, massage his hands every half hour or something so he could keep. Keep playing. The the three thousand has, if if I had my choice of an MPC, that's the big boxy looking one, isn't it? I mean, they're all kind of boxy. Yeah, the, obviously, the three thousand is like when you think when most people think of an MPC. Yeah, you're either thinking, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I was I was talking about um, when I was speaking about high tech. He had a a twenty five hundred. Okay. Kanye uses like the the two thousand XL. Gotcha. Um, yes, when it when it comes to the uh, when most people think of an MPC, they're thinking of a three thousand, big gray box, big gray square box, and uh, that is the same color scheme as a Super Nintendo yeah, controller. Yeah, and there's so many like w- when they do the redubs like of of these like the one. Uh, I've seen to. those in silver already. Oh yeah, they're pretty yeah. dope. They're really dope. A lot of people have been doing uh, the the live two. The, uh, getting the live two, the the MPC one or the X or not the the X, but those other two, done in that old school MPC, that skin, because Akai, I think Akai may have dropped that. I know like people like sixty squares and stuff that you can get them through, through them, and people will redo them like that. But if I had my choice of an MPC, that was a vintage one. It would probably be the three thousand. I would keep. But I would travel with a 2500 just because of the like internal storage capabilities and like what it can do. Not like, needing a computer at your side. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I love my my life too, though. Having having like the a full DAW in like just to go around, I can like throw this in my flight case and I'm good. I I love that. That is like you don't need. I don't need to look at a computer when right. I, when I'm working on my stuff because I know that's something. A lot of my producer friends have struggled with um, when you're switching to a tactile workflow of like messing with rotor knobs and yeah. playing on pads. It's that physical aspect. I know that 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 triggers my like hyper attention when it comes to my ADHD. Like I'm I'm in here. I'm pressing buttons. I'm working. I'm looking at these flashing lights flashing back at me. I'm I'm doing something. And with when you're on your computer, it's just click drag, click drag. Mm, yeah that shit's boring man i guess like and don't get it twisted i'm not knocking anybody that can do that i just lack the ability like it probably feels less like you're playing an actual instrument yeah very much so i mean for me most definitely obviously we're hands-on people we're fucking record geeks you know yeah you know we're crate diggers you know so so it's it's different for us um and i know like that was one of the things i love the most about about it is just being able to all right, I'm going to take this record and I'm going to rip it apart and I'm going to th- attach it to these pads. I have a, press this button, boom, I have my drums assigned. I have a bass line. I can just go from there and it's nice and it's, it flows together. I like the MPC workflow. There are a few things that like are hiccups sometimes, but like I really enjoy the MPC workflow. It works with all my synthesizers really well. It's the best brain you can have for a, a dollar setup, for I sure. I think it's dope that it's an all-in-one deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All, anybody I've known with, uh, you know, I like MPC-1000, MPC-500, things like that, that were smaller, but you had to have them into a computer. 
Yeah, or like an external. And uh, the fact that it has a standalone speaker is really yeah. cool oh too. So you can sit like Super in the alleyway or something and yeah. just bust out beats. Super underrated. Yeah, that was I think like the thing that like immediately sold me on the live too was, oh, speaker attached yeah. to the unit, and it's so still not like insanely large. Perfect. Before we started and abruptly pressed record, Jeremy was going to ask you what you've been listening to lately, and we said save it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's a, here's yeah, now absolutely. for when you're saving it for. Got you. Okay, I got you. The Daniel's son. Daniel's son. I have, I have, I've been sleeping on you've some You've been Daniel's listening son. to Daniel's son, Jeremy? Yeah, Dirty Dishes album mm. that Ryan borrowed me. Now, initially... I just liked it because uh, there's soapy boobs on the cover, and then when you open it, <laughs> how do you know? the label, there is no more dirty dishes writing, and there's soap missing from the perfect spots. Yeah. So it's like open. The record's the same way, and they did a picture disc like I told you. Right. Picture disc <laughs> is definitely on my Christmas wish list. And it's the <laughs> your Christmas wish list. It's the same on the picture disc, too, where it's, like, the Dirty Dishes logo on the front, and then you flip it over, and it's the uncensored version of it. All boobies. So, anyway, obviously, like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but that cover was too sick. I popped in the CD, and uh, maybe, like, three days ago. Hasn't come out. I fucking love it. Dude, it's Shit's so good. Yeah, Danielson is dope. And I love the fucking dirty beats on that thing, you know? That's the one that Finn did the beats on. It's really cool. He runs a label called Gold Era. That's what's up. So what have you been listening to, Jameson? The Course of the Inevitable 2. Lloyd Banks? Lloyd Banks. I've been listening to that a lot. Right on. A lot. I like the Benny the Butcher feature. Oh, yeah. And the Conway the Machine one. But the whole album was pretty good, too. But obviously, I'm going to like those two tracks more just because... You got the, them good, good Griselda features. Yeah. I'm just happy he got a track on here with Jadakiss. I was hype on yep. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was I should have added that. that, too. That was good. That was really good. And Dave East did his thing as well. That was a, that was just a, a really solid. I like the production on it. It was, it was um, I liked how he got the heavier, grittier tracks on the Griselda features. And then... Oh, the other the other tracks also have that like darker atmosphere to them, but you could tell that those tracks were made like made with Griselda in mind, and uh, that that sounded really really dope. But um, it was just interesting because it seemed like he wasn't pigeonholing himself with beats like a lot of rappers do. They didn't he didn't just go like all right, uh, I'm good at these beats. This is what we're gonna run. Yeah, he's he, challenging himself. Yeah, it was it was definitely like one of them was like kind of. Like a little off kilter, no symbols at all. Like I was like, okay, this is nice, cause like a lot of rappers, a lot of you know, I'll have uh, a couple friends hit me up on some you know trap stuff, and I don't like making trap beats, um, but I do anyway. And they're they're always like, I, I need I need all of these symbols. I need these symbols, cause they're they're they run on. It's like running on water. They they run on the symbols. They don't run on the boom bap. So you know, what what's your uh, favorite kind of fucking beats to make then? Boom bap for sure. Boom bap. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah, you give me some crunchies. Yeah, this I overwork this MPC three thousand uh, plugin. <laughs> like, like I like that crunch on my stuff, man. Like, oh hell yeah! Like that's that's the funnest to make, um, because it also, I think the range of of tempos is really nice in there. Um, I don't have to worry about running something double time and then going back and doing the rest of it, and, and it, which is like such a small thing, but getting just being able to relax in that boom bap it eases your workflow too. yeah it eases the workflow right. it's it's really relaxing because when you're time stretching when you're playing with samples like i can fit so much more in the open airspace of a boom bap beat right okay trap it gives stuff, you more freedom yeah trap stuff it seems when i'm when i'm doing it you're constrained there is a constraint, but at the same time, pressure makes diamonds. So yeah. you can get some really good sounds that way by working within those restraints, and you'll come out 
the better for being able to work under those constraints. But I still fucking love making from bad beats. It's right, just right. fun being able to put like an Alan Watts sample in there or something, you know, like or pieces of speech, um, speeches. A lot of those pieces give me just, you know, like when you hear a producer come through super heavy with a, just a complete instrumental, no rapper, most of the time on beat tapes and such. And, you know, they're, they're messing around and they're filling the open airspace, like beats that are not for sale, I mean. Um, and they'll fill that open airspace with like really amazing samples from movies from the, you know, like the 40s and such. And you get these clutch samples in there that are Definitely. like the, that are like the, the really hard to find stuff that are a little bit easier to, uh, actually, I'm not going to say that because I don't want nobody looking into my copyrights. <laughs> like, easy to clear. Easier to clear, yeah. Um, I was jamming some Vinnie Pears, and uh, it might have been on a premiere beat. There was some fucking shit from a speech slash movie, and I still don't know what it's from because I like just kind of not knowing, and I always forget to look it up. That shit's fucking dope where he talks about a, it's like a king talking about like mm. you think you, you think my father's taxes were fucking heavy wait until you feel mine and then it goes into the song dude like he says a bunch of shit but it's pretty tight what did you just drop oh i dropped my phone as usual i just unzipped my pants <laughs> <laughs> no uh making so that was like one thing that like kind of got me when i started chopping like right there would be so many times where I would be listening to a, like a record you recommended, Ryan, or like going through some of the stuff we, we create, create Doug. And I was like, man, like musically, instrumentally, I got loops, I got one hits. And sometimes, you know, every once in a while I'd be able to find some really solid vocals in there to chop and play with. And if I, if I throw the sample in like Ableton, you know, I can kind of like take down the frequencies of the of the actual music behind the vocals and just kind of isolate the vocals, which is a pain in the the the, the ass, by the way. That's that takes forever. Uh, isolating vocals. Isolating vocals is yeah. a motherfucking pain. Um, but being able to just like, man, I I really wish I had just a a dope piece with somebody going like. You set my, you set my. P- I would say like just being able to soundtrack or musicals would probably be the best for that but there's some really probably good stuff. also the hardest to clear because of whoever owns the publishing rights yeah. to that which is probably warner brothers or, or fucking disney or yeah disney yeah, or yeah now how how much because i know you can manipulate it enough to where they well, you they won't be able to pin it down yeah now, how can you can you go like that hard on that yeah, these yeah. people have teams, like Some companies have teams out looking for that stuff, Fuck like trying teams, to find man. it. I, to me, like, but you yeah, just you, could, you could manipulate a <laughs> yeah, factual, factual. You know? There's a, you know, modern you problems really require modern solutions. You can yeah. manipulate a sample to where it doesn't have to be cleared. Yeah, I know, you know for a, I, mean? I know for a fact yeah. that there's artists it's, that have yeah. done it. It's doable. It's definitely doable. But then there's other times where you just can't clear the shit. Like, Sparkmaster Tape can't put any of his stuff out for sale because he can't clear any of his samples. Oh, yeah, so you can't profit from it. Yeah. But some... you can YouTube it, SoundCloud it, whatever, but mm-hmm. as long as he's not profiting from it. That's, the, that's the, the problem, is being able to work a sample to the point where somebody couldn't take money from you but also still being able to musically use it, like sonically, it's like still sonically like palpable. You know what I'm saying? Like it. Have you like, ever looked into how expensive it is? It probably varies. It very much varies. Per song, um, I mean, obviously, songs that have been out longer, but, of course, are always going to be cheaper. Yeah, if you want to use like an Aretha Franklin song or something, that shit's probably gonna cost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The less famous they were, of course, the cheaper. Cheaper, probably. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. I never fucking looked into that shit. All depends on who owns their masters, I mm-hmm. am guessing, because they could have done it at a high, it could have been a low-end band that did it at a big studio mm-hmm. under a certain label, and that label owns it instead of 
them doing it in their house. They own the masters. They own the original recordings, etc. So uh, it could be a small band, big label, and then it's still expensive, like a big band, just because of the label. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the man labels mess. I mean, with obviously, so like I can't think of any. Like uh, I don't want to name any names to feel like I'm putting bands down. So right. That's <laughs> obviously, That's some up and coming band isn't going to be as much as like Marvin Gaywood or something. Right. Right. If they're on the same label. Yeah. Being established definitely, definitely makes your sample more expensive, especially if it ever hit the chart, then you're, there's a probably a good chance for being. Yeah. Like that's that. why nobody samples Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. No. F that. Like F that. Unless that you're noise. like, Kanye or something who's yeah, got Yeah, but does that go to Michael money? or to like Quincy? Let's Whoever say owns the catalog now. Oh, that might be like some weird shit. Like, Paul Michael Jackson owned a lot of stuff. Oh, I know. And didn't he's been he, selling it off. He owned the Beatles at some point, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. The Beatles, Eminem. That's why Paul McCartney um, and him were not friends. Yeah. And you have to, you have to also think that there's some yeah. artists that don't want to be sampled at all. Yeah. Um, like Daft Punk. Like after Kanye did harder, better, for, like faster, stronger, or stronger. Sorry. Oh, I can um, respect that too, though. Yeah, man. that's fair. Like, especially in that context. Mm-hmm. I would that's think like you. Band. Like, if I were making content and somebody like Kanye West wanted to sample my shit, I'd give him a really high price on it, but I'd yeah. allow it. But I would set up a deal to where it's like, okay, give me. X amount of dollars, but then I want five percent of all revenue that you receive. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to negotiate shit like that because you know that there's a chance for that to be like the next huge song. And even if it's not, you're still gonna get that five percent. Or even don't give me anything up front, or shoot me 10k or something, and then I want five percent right here on out. Yeah, no, you're there's there's money in it. There's money in it, but sometimes like. The idea of your name being attached to something you don't fuck with. It's just another, like... Yeah, invaluable. It's art, but at the same time, it kind of is, like, a very careful fucking hustle, too. Yeah, there's a a line, you know. uh, And it depends on what the song is, too, because there could be an artist that doesn't want their name tied into whatever this song represents. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so what else you been listening to other than Lloyd Banks or exclusively Lloyd Banks? Oh, only Lloyd Banks for, for the last <laughs> seven weeks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Shwayze. Shwayze. Like, think like Corona and Lime, like, buzzing, like, you know what I mean? Shwayze came out with a new record, and it has been my shit for the last week. Shwayze season, or Shway season. And it is... That good, good surf, like surf. He made a song called Surf Trap, but like it's, yeah, it's like that beach hip hop. And it is, it is just good and vibey and just, he has some great fucking songs on there. And I'm just happy Swayze's making tracks again. Cause I love, I love Swayze. I was what really a, sad when he disappeared for a while. Oh, sorry. I almost cut you off. I oh, know you're good. What about you, Jeremy? What else you been listening to? Well, Honestly, not uh, not too much. Uh, just because I've been super busy with a lot of other things. Home shit, kids putting holes in walls and whatnot. Um, but they be doing that. <laughs> Your kid's going to hate you. For they be doing that, man. I'm putting that motherfucker <laughs> on blast. Dude, that's some bullshit. No, I love blast. it. It's all right. At least he didn't do it in anger and it was an accident. Can't yeah. say the same for me with the small hole that's about three feet from the big one that he just made so it was kind of hard to bitch at him that's all good yeah but, you, you know um daniel's son what else did i check out ty ferris a little bit Ty ferris is the truth um but see then i'll flip dude and i was like listening to the interrupter's second album yeah. and um i just got that the what last week and well didn't you just buy another one yesterday that was the first one. Oh, okay and it sounds way like uh way more like um early rancid or um op ivy 
more like you oh, know yeah. it's it, it's more street sounding as compared to the new one and fight the good fight mm-hmm. which had like she's kerosene on it i like that tra- i mean there's a lot of tracks i like i can put that shit on just puts me in a immediately in a happy mood but i have like I always 10 albums the, i need to like the interrupters are like female absolutely. rancid basically mm, i female wouldn't say led, that female led Rancid, it's I just like say. a two-tone, like a two-tone classic, like reggae beat, guitars, but with a chick singing. And I, and I like that she's not just doesn't have like her tits hanging out and shit. Like she's just a regular ass like punk rock she's chick, not, not trying to be a sex icon. Right, right. Which uh, that's kind of nice to see. When literally nowadays. everybody does. Right. Yeah. Wait, can we talk about that for yeah. a second? We talk about whatever. What's up? That's that's something um, that's a really interesting take because I was just talking to a couple of friends about that um, and how uh, they're tired of everybody women. twerking on everything. <laughs> <laughs> they're just tired of uh, it, re- like just music being just so sexualized. Like they're like, you know what? Like it's really dope Damn. to find a really amazing artist and them just not being sexualized or stereotyped to all hell like the image imagery and music in general not just hip-hop but like just music in general um, like people are getting, i would say like it's, it's all played that's true for like the things that are hitting the charts and the clubs and stuff mm-hmm. but there's a total flip side to all that to where there's a ton that isn't like that oh yeah no so and I, th- I think i can't say growing. all of it but yeah what is gaining popularity mm. and what is being pushed the most i think yeah for sure yeah i i, I would say like um I which know, is unfortunate yeah i get that it sells and whatever but when that's your only niche to yeah, move that tits dude Come then on. i mean like where's your talent lie really Right, and I know, I know you guys don't. How do I say this gracefully? Uh, I know you guys don't fuck with main, a lot of mainstream. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, not true. Depends on what it is. Pop. I fucking love me some Bruno Mars, dude. Oh, okay, okay, I see you. I mean, yeah, I look like Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic, that Anderson Pack, Bruno yeah. Mars piece. I yeah, that shit's tight. I like it. When it came out. Um, no, I'm talking about like specifically like somebody like Billie Eilish. No. Yeah. No, I don't think I'm saying. That. Um, but that was Billy's niche, whereas they were uh, refusing to be like sexualized. So everything they wore was like baggy and like kid their form and their figure. Yeah, no, I get that, that. That's cool. I just, she I just never on checked, every song. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I never I could know, I get into her because uh, I just didn't like her sound as all. Well. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. But I can appreciate I don't think, uh, what she's trying to do. That sets her apart from other people. Yeah, I, I fuck with that. That individuality is important. I like Grimes. She's she's interesting. Grimes is fire. Grimes is fire. We've been following her for a while. She had like a Nardwar interview. I love Nardwar. Yeah, I love he's Nardwar hilarious. So much. But it was like so long ago. It's it's funny. Have you seen his TED talk? No, I haven't. I should check that out. Yeah, it's really awesome. He talks about how uh, just getting people out of their comfort zone or trying something different and making something a memorable experience i believe he said it was like a conference with like oh my goodness it was like a record exec or like a politician or something in in the ted talk um he's like hey there was this like kids toy like this kids toy like it was like a jump rope or like a skippy dip or whatever the fuck um and he was like like people were asking questions he's like one i have a, I have a question for you Will you play with this? And oh like, yeah, yeah I think he's like, can I get an interview? Like, will you like in this middle of a group of people, just in the middle of this massive like conference or something? He's like, like he he finally gets a lead, gets a lead, gets a lead on where this is going to be held, gets into the event, and was able to be like, will you play with this? And the guy's like, sure, fuck it. Like, and he he just does, and everybody's laughing, and he had a good time, and he was like, this was you know just those things on like you know we put so many of these people on the pedestal but they're still human though you know they they still get shocked too they're my wife and i them. watched a small documentary on him like on youtube or some shit maybe yeah. it's like 10 15 minutes and um he got fucked with so much 
yeah, it's yeah, he 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 gets <laughs> Nardwar gets abused, <laughs> but that's also that that's showbiz. No, baby. I think he's finally getting, you know, over the last few years, definitely getting the recognition that he deserves. Almost oh, definitely. Most definitely. He's he's good at what he does. He just does the research. He asks. He he will follow a lead. He's probably one of the best journalist type researchers you could find. Most just, unique for sure. I have another question for you there. Yeah. So what's the future looking like for you as a producer? My goal, uh, I have a couple goals that I, I want to really maximize on. One, uh, I want to get, I have a few beat tapes I want to f- have finished by hopefully winter, springtime of this next year, 2023. Uh, I, I have a couple concept albums that I've been concept B tapes that I've been I've been working on. I st- after I stopped. Yeah, titles so much, for him yet? Um, one of them is called Care Package, and that's actually going to be coming from my collective. I have a I started a collective of a couple producers, um, because I've heard horror stories in the you know, industry talking about producers just not getting paid right for their things or not getting not getting their compensation so i wanted to start something that was that would allow me and the the people i love making music with to one have a a, a free and safe space to collaborate together and get paid from that so that's the thing i'm currently working on and that collective is called homegrown so um now are these going to be like they're just like for i don't know how to put it for listening or are you going to, like, let's say I, I'm a yeah. fucking, I'm a rapper and I want to spit over something on that Care Package album. Is mm. that available for purchase or is that like, no, nah, fuck you, I'll make something else? Are they going to be from scratch or sampled? Both. Okay. Um, the I only ask that because it helps answer what Jeremy just asked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, not necessarily. Sometimes I, I like mixing playing with my synths and uh making something that could really work itself into hip-hop i really respect the mod bap uh community and i love playing with uh synthesizers a lot like i could spend hours just making patches and one of the things i i think is unrepresented in a lot of hip-hop um is heavy synthesis heavier synthesis because you can get some amazing sounds after you know sitting there working for a little while you can really bring some full flavor on on a beat with some synthesis that you wouldn't initially expect most of the time when people think about synthesizers or playing with like synthesizer and stuff they think about like electronic music like dance music right for sure um, but i think there's definitely yeah, you can bring practically any sound into that yeah. I've heard metal synthesizer albums, hip hop albums, R and B albums. Yeah, I'm yeah. not so much Funk. into EDM as I am to like fucking I'm not like dream, dream pop shit. Yeah, but I like get nightmare you. Yeah. style yeah, shit's cool. But um, like Dan Swano is he's a metal producer. He produced Opeth's first few albums, but he has an album that he did entirely by himself. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of synth that is into it. But it's yeah. a I wouldn't call it death metal, but it's definitely a metal album, and it's just synth packed though. But synth it's really makes cool. everything better. <laughs> I didn't really get into that shit until probably my later twenties, to be honest. Synthesis and sound design are, I think, one of the funnest things about making music for me. And I didn't, um, when I was like learning about sound design, you know, a lot of what I was seeing was just. Uh, you know, samples, pianos, or this or that, or the other thing, like you would see on like your standard garden variety Goodwill electronic keyboard, mm-hmm. you know, and motherfucking Casio, shout know, out, bro, shout out them Yamahas that got us through. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, uh, a lot of those sounds, and like I was like, man, how are people making sounds with these? And then, lo and behold, 
they're fucking not. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they have, you know, uh, workstation pianos and everything with, like, presets, but you can fuck with them. You can fuck with that sound. You can carve that sound into something you want. You can save that sound that is something nobody else has heard, something you made. Kind of do some hustle and flow and, type and shit. Yeah, man, like, just grind out a different sound. Take an 808 and granulate it to shit or uh, distort it. <laughs> I was just picturing hustle and flow in my head. Yeah, man. And they're making that beat in the room. Yeah. That's something. He's got trick. that fan that has no cover on the front of it. Oh, just yeah. Just blowing dust yeah. at all their faces. Yeah, dude. Like, honestly, like, that, that shit right there, like, sometimes I've had some sessions that are really, really fun like that, like hustle and flow, like, that are, like, movie-esque where, like, it comes together, was, like, but a lot of the time it's not like that, yeah. you know? It was oh. Three Six Mafia that made that, yeah, or DJ Paul yeah. specifically that DJ made Paul. that. That shit got him motherfucking Grammy, I think, didn't it? Um, I don't know what all of his Grammys are for, cause he's got a bunch of them, so it's hard to say. But he did have, cause those songs were fucking pretty big, dude. Yeah, especially for the movie, and the yeah. movie was pretty big at the time. Right. But he did have Terrence Howard on that versus like we were talking yeah. about the other yeah. day. Um, he did have Terrence Howard show up on their verses that they did and rap. Uh, uh, was, was it Hot Out Here for a Pimp? Yeah, Hot Out Here for a Pimp. Yeah. We ain't think. playing with you. I was just making sure he didn't do another song. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Yeah, that shit's hard as fuck. Shout out Terrence Howard. He's cool as shit, man. Like, that man's funny as shit. I counted on, one time how many times he said main, main? in Hustle and oh, Flow. Man. And I don't remember the number because it was years ago. It's a lot. Oh, they had a number? But for how, how many, many times, times you said I did. Oh, you did? Like, me and my, me and one of my friends sat and just tallied it. We watched the movie. I just scratched the paper every time he said it. And it was like three, four hundred times or something. Damn. It was ridiculous. It was about as many times as we say um in a podcast episode. Right. right. Oh, yeah, I say it right a lot. See there, I just did it. Say you like say, I tried to drink. You say you know a lot. You know? Yeah. I can't help it, dude. I'm from fucking northern Michigan. <laughs> I like tried to lot. drink every and Jameson, time. Joe I'm Pesci sure I'll said, find fuck. It's gonna be like, I promise you. I'm sure I'll I'm find West Coast, your like, voice or your like filler that, word as like soon that, as you know. I edit your shit. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. No, that to answer your question though. The samples are coming. Um, the the samples are fucking coming. Uh, well, we're gonna let everybody know when that shit drops. I appreciate you. We'll bring you back on here when it does drop. Uh-huh. And then you can plug in the NPC to the roadcast and play some of your stuff live. We could do like a live call in too or something. Yeah, I'd love that, dude. Or maybe I can get some people to freestyle over your stuff. I don't know. That'd be dope. That would be cool. That'd be dope. I'd have to do some arranging, but I could probably make that happen if I talk to the right people. You know, I'd I'd love that. I can give you a... I've been working on uh, a couple different things, so I'll probably send some... You got some new intro music for us? I do. I do. I have two different new intros for you guys. I just need to... They just need to be edited. Okay. Yeah, I just need to mix them down, and then you guys are... These people are tired of hearing the same thing. I know, and the worst part is... Everybody's complaining about it. That's fair, bro. (laughs) Nobody said shit. I know, I did y'all dirty. I didn't didn't even uh, mix down that specific track because I had the kids for three days. We needed something to put... This shit took you, like, what, ten minutes? Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. We just needed something to put at the beginning of the ends and episodes so it wasn't... Me talking, saying hi, and Jeremy saying hi, and whatever. Like, there was something yeah. to lead into that. Yeah. And, it, like we said earlier, it helps you be more motivated to put some stuff out there. Because you're already on Spotify. What? You're already on Spotify. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, yeah. Through yeah, the podcast. Yeah. So, if I, I have And you have, uh, like, almost, we're pushing like 400 downloads. Holy so. shit. And <laughs> people heard your shit. Damn. But up until a... now, you haven't been credited. No, that's yeah. Right. Or wait, actually, by... I think in one of the episodes, we did say something about it. Yeah. Jameson? Top Shelf. Yeah. Is that your... That's my moniker, yeah. Top, Top shelf. shelf. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh... It fits the name. Yeah, I mean, it's really easily... <laughs> yeah. And your Instagram is like the whiskey. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Top shelf like the whiskey. Yeah, I got that. I got that name uh, when I was cooking and bar back in Astoria, Oregon. Got that from Rowan. Shout out Rowan. Jameson is the devil. Not this Jameson, <laughs> but another one. And we're not going to get into that. <laughs> so, if you had to pick one of your favorite beats of all time, what would it be? Actually, I'm going to put you in the spot and make you give me three. Ooh. Okay. You know what I was going to say? You know what? I was going to say three is easier one, than one. Yeah, one might be harder. Well, it didn't have to be the only. Like, I'm sure it changes day to day. Yeah, like what hits you when you think of, like, first three ones that hit you? First one that comes to mind, uh, Pete Rock, they remember Ness over you. Yep. That's, that's probably huge. the greatest hip-hop beat ever made. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. It's, um, like, in there with... Alex, electric relax. Yeah, I was gonna say that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dilla, man. Or go ahead in the rain. Those are both Tribe Called Quest songs yeah. for any listeners. Dude, who, oh my god! But electric, yeah, those yeah, are both great. It's so funny that you said electric relaxation because I was like, you know, from thinking Dilla, that's probably like actually there's one Dilla beat that I love a like a smidgen above like uh, electric relaxation, and I believe it's called This Is It. Okay. Is it on one of his many, many beat tapes? Yes. Um, okay. It is. Let me just make sure that's the that's the name of it. But this is it, and it's a very. Um, I also really like drop a gem on him, Mob Deep, and Hell on Earth. There's a little piano. Yeah, Hell on Earth. Piano is solo in the background that they got going on. This. I just like that more street sound, I suppose. Things that sound cold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. There's West Coast two. beats are always warm. Yeah, there's two. The 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 two um, Dilla tracks that they're not two and three, but they are like my yeah whatever. Like I definitely need to say something about them. Um, this is it. It's very somber, and it is uh, it it definitely has this like I don't want to say a deathly aura, but it has this like mourning, this onway about it. It's it's definitely like. This beat came from pain. This beat came from... Like is definitely your word. Yo, yeah, I told you. Told <laughs> you, you just like dropped six of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jay Dilla, this is it. This is it. Definitely a good one. And then nothing like this. Jay Dilla, nothing like this. People need to check that shit out. Yeah, absolutely. Dilla's a fucking genius. Dilla was a true master of the NPC. Like, like the man could do things with the device that should have never been able to be done, even though they were made for specific reasons, but... Mm. He can do some craziness. Um, I think so. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put instead of electric relaxation, I'm gonna put this is it. Okay. It's like, That's two. Or you were doing yeah. two and three. No, just two. I'm putting okay. this is it as two. All right. What do you got um, for three? What was my first one? Pete Rock. Pete Rock. Oh, um, this is a gonna be a weird take, um, but I'm gonna probably put. Uh, it's a it's a track from Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Sing about me, dying of thirst. Both of those. I'm gonna cheat and pick two instrumentals. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great song. It is. Yeah. And that's a very listen to actually long song. I did a I did a uh, 64, like we did a bracket, like a Kendrick Lamar bracket. His top. Uh, me and my boy Diz, shout out Diz Diz on the West Coast. He's working on uh, tattoos and shit. Uh, really dope dude we did a 64 track uh top Kendrick Lamar tracks uh and the ones that came to like my top four were Sing About Me The Recipe with Dr. Dre Money Trees and I think the the other one that was really hard for me to those are all good kid Mad City tracks yeah I mean that was that's still, like, I respect so much of Kendrick's work. And this was, like, way before, you know, I think this was around Damn era, like, is when we did the, the thing, because, you know, then the Big Steppers just, just came out a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, those, like, there were so many of my tracks that came from Good Kid, Mad City, because I still think that's one of the most important stories ever told in hip-hop. It was just so well done. Like, I... It was a really good concept album. Yeah, definitely. I think that was... 
easily one of my favorites. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up to put a hip-hop album up there with, like, Pink Floyd's The Wall, but that's kind of, I mean, how it reminds me. It's just, like, one big fucking crazy story. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I love all the messages from his dad about Domino's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, love your body. Love your body, because you got that big old fat ass. Girl. <laughs> like, that, that, oh, man, those samples were top tier. I That... There are very few. And then, like, when his, like that. his friend gets shot, and then his dad's in there, like, I ain't even tripping about no dominoes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't but tripping. still brought that up. Yeah. He's, he's like, talking about <laughs> on yeah, top freedom of all is that. God. Nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like, he's like, I ain't tripping about no dominoes no more. And just like, just going in on it. <laughs> that shit was so damn funny. Like, somebody say dominoes? Like, that, that sample will live in my head rent free forever. That and, uh, that uh, that last bar on, or not last bar, but that bar off of the recipe, take them off fucking panties off, you ain't no none yeah. shit. Like, oh. It almost is like Kendrick Lamar had to happen to hip-hop to, like, give it a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Breath of fresh air yeah, from a that creative not, mind. Yeah, that it's like some actual fucking... Art, a perspective on things, not just like, you know, some... Everything he has, has like an underlying meaning to it. Right. No, I love that. You know who I want... um, That's just like fucking like a horror movie, man, or like uh, some Beatles shit or whatever. It's just cool that it's like... There's little intricacies woven into the fabric. I love that shit. It's like Stanley Kubrick. You know, if 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 there was an, a hip hop artist that I would want you guys to listen to, that is, I know it's not necessarily in Ryan's wheelhouse, but not not that it's not in his wheelhouse, but he might not be the biggest fan of him because of his voice, because Ryan is very hip hop voice sensitive. <laughs> I'm voice sensitive across all music. But um, I want you to listen to Vince Stables and talk about it at some point. Ugh. Don't talk about my boy Vincent. How dare you? <laughs> my man's just got the Netflix deal. You better miss me. I mean, like, I don't have any. I don't have anything bad to say about him. I just don't. You got a Netflix deal? From yeah, what I've a, listened to, I don't. He doesn't do it for me, is all. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's but, not but, doing anything I haven't heard ten times already. You should go back and I'm saying you should go back and listen. And I'm not saying that based on I've listened to all this stuff. So like right. I'm saying, I'm saying these like, are I first, know you, these are first impressions. I know how much li- music goes through your ears in a week. Quite a bit. Yes, I would. I would say, I would say it would mean a lot to. I'm not saying you have to do a podcast episode about it, but I'm saying it would be dope. All right. Well, one day when I'm at the gym, I will download and listen more closely. I would appreciate it. I can't promise anything. And man. then I'll I got still like tell you. In front of that. That's and I'll still tell you I don't like his voice. Like I, no, like, I'm gonna check, <laughs> I'm gonna check I'm it out, kidding. man, because I'll I usually don't fucking even dip into that shit. Motherfucker's got a Netflix show already. Like I'm usually. Oh like, no, he's been. He's been Vince has been in while. the game for a minute, and he he started the his shows. I think it's been just a series of shorts, unless I have oh, okay. missed something. Yeah, see, I don't know what um, the fuck I'm talking. About. He's it's it's funny as shit. It's just. He's definitely Just got some notoriety. He is. You know who doesn't really? What is it? Rock Marciano. That's One it. more time. Rock Marciano. It's a dope See? name. I just stumped, totally stumped Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm unfamiliar. He pretty much started the whole Griselda movement, the whole BBM underground. Like that style of, I guess, cocaine rap would be the way to put it. Okay. That dude started it. I do love myself some cocaine rap. And he's like, word, his vocal delivery and wordplay is crazy, but he's really not credited that much through anybody. It's always that way. I mean, through the people that are in that era or that realm, they work with him, credit him, like uh, Ransom and Knowledge the Pirate, and those guys all like work with him and acknowledge him, but. Outside of that, to you, I just stumped you. I don't think you heard of him. No. I mean, I will. 
I will always concede. I will check out Vince Staples if you check out Rock Marciano. Well, I will revisit. I will revisit Vince Staples. Okay, wait, hold on. I, I want the terms of engagement here, because I'll listen I'll to. write it on this note. Card. I will listen to Rock's entire discography if you will. It's pretty long. Uh, yeah, I'm saying you're you're getting out ahead here. <laughs> I'm getting out ahead. Yeah, because you have you have. Man, less... it'll take you a whole year to listen to that. Like how long? I know is how it? slow I mean, you listen. No, 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 no. It's because I always lose headphones, bro. That's not fair. If I'm, if I have headphones, like look at your list. I sold you a soundbar the other day. Use that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got <laughs> I got new headphones. I got a soundbar in my room now. All right, there you go. I'm currently fun employed, so I can like you know like listen to some shit. We still got that Google Keep thing going yeah, on. Yeah, we do. And if you look at that, I've ran through it. a lot of that. Most of the time when I I'm running through that, I haven't looked at it in months. Like most of the time when I look through that, I'll listen to those records more than once. So like, cause like if you give me something to listen to, listen to, I agree with something Jay-Z said forever ago that like you can't listen to an album and hear it once. No, for sure. Not truly hear it. No, yeah. You can definitely, obviously, you hear it in your ears, but right, are but like, you, you really listening? You can't consume an album yeah. in one listen. Depending on the artist, because some, Depend- yeah, some are so basic. And that, it depends how you eat. Too. But, yeah, like That's somebody right. like Kendrick, for instance, like I, you can go through all of his stuff and still find new little intricacies new stuff every that time. you didn't yeah. see the f- or hear the first time. Have you seen the Kendrick Lamar subreddit? Yeah. The motherfuckers are out here with the like the conspiracy, like especially when he was like about to draw drop damn, like the conspiracy theory plans and like they they called out the double album and everything just off of like. I the like shits. how they did crazy. the double album. How it's one story one way and one story in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was uh, such a great idea. And the B side is like so sinister, you know what I mean? Like in concept, like yeah, or like unfortunate. You guys want to take a quick break really quick? I got somebody waiting up front. I got I got smoke cigarettes. I'm cool. Okay. Sick. I want to see, I want to see right. what that record looks like. Back from the break yeah. and getting to the point of wrapping this up. So, Jameson, any last things you want to say or let the people know while you're on the world-famous Noise Avocation podcast? Oh, shit. We're in six countries and I'd shit. like to thank my mama. <laughs> like, I'd like to thank my team. I'd like to thank the entire NBA. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually. You guys are in six countries? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which countries? Uh, Indonesia, Portugal, France. Italy. Italy, Canada, and Australia, I think. Damn. And, well, in America, so seven. Worldwide, son. Mr. Worldwide over here. Shit. Okay, I see you. Yeah. No, um... Tell us about I do. the takeover. Oh, sh- that's true. Yeah. Uh, next year, next year in the uh, Pina Alleyway, I'm going to be hosting a takeover. Uh, a lot of, lot of uh, you know, really lax, chill musicians uh, that I fuck with getting it together and just kind of doing like an all-day concert. Uh, takeover, just the block, like my little, my little block party. There's going to be some really dope people there working on sponsorship right now. I'd, Probably just gonna knock next door, and I'm hoping you sponsor me. Yeah, I'm sure if you talk to Chris, he would help you yeah, out yeah, yeah. and do that. I'm sure it won't be a problem. And I don't know what sponsorship looks like, but we can also <laughs> try to get my well, hand. In I mean, bag. not necessarily yeah, yeah. sponsorship, but he can definitely help you put on the event. I don't even know what sponsorship looks like to be. <laughs> you ain't getting sponsored. I'm, I don't have my hand in the bag yet. I'm just trying but to get my hand in the bag. Most of the time, you're on this. You're thinking like next summer. Yeah, next summer. I think next. And summer. we can also do to where we set up your MPC in the record store and just have you bust out some live stuff right oh, there absolutely. too. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Literally pretty much at any point in time. Yeah. Um, so that'd be cool too. So yeah. the alleyway takeover and then you're working on getting your uh, Instagram and shit set up for yeah, productions, have. getting content spread out. Yeah, I'm going to be starting to do some, get my social media on right okay. quick. So... stay tuned for that once you do we will i mean like i said bring you back in and get you to play some live stuff and do some things like that yeah it was cool having you come in this is the first time that we had somebody actually come sit in other than just me and jeremy so it was cool to add another 
take on everything definitely, and just talk definitely. about beats and music in general. And I mean, obviously, we could have done this for another hour, two hours, but I don't think people are gonna listen that long yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. And like, I got stuff I gotta go do. So. Bring, bring me back for the special. We'll do a special three-hour yeah, podcast. I'm hungry yeah. as a motherfucker. Yeah, That's and funny, I am kind of hungry too. I got, so. I got things to do. But all right, people, thank Thanks you for, for tuning up. in. Thanks and for having me. And hopefully you enjoy the episode, and we will see you again very soon for the next one. Peace. Put your coming, nigga. <laughs>